Tessa and welcome to my podcast, Breastfeeding Beyond Babyhood. I am a breastfeeding mum of two boys, a paediatric nurse, a breastfeeding advocate and a bit chatty. So I'm doing a podcast. Hope you listen to my other podcast, you know a bit about who I am. Um, the purpose of this podcast is to inform, entertain and maybe surprise you with some breastfeeding information. And you, this is the podcast for you if you're a breastfeeding mum or maybe you're working with breastfeeding mothers in a professional context you might be a healthcare professional you might be um someone else working with breastfeeding mums or maybe you're just supporting um another a friend or family member and you just want to know a bit more about breastfeeding so today's podcast is about breastfeeding and working and specifically uh breastfeeding and working over one i guess um in the uk we have um statutory maternity leave that um, means most people will get some some amount of money until their baby's about nine months old or nine months after their maternity leave started. And then usually by one, most mothers have, have um, returned back to work in the UK. I know worldwide, if you're listening, it's a bit different around the world. In countries like America, um, women go back to work after six weeks. So um, largely my podcast is based on our experience in the UK. And if it's different for you and you want to know something else get in touch and let me know so today's podcast we're going to talk about breastfeeding working i'm going to cover why you might want to breastfeed and work um how to do it and where to go for extra help and if there's something you wanted me to talk about that i'm not going to talk about or that i missed out and do get in touch as i said um it's a huge topic and i've been mulling it over for a few weeks now trying to think how to tell you just the bits you need to know without overwhelming you with all the other bits that you might not need to know because um, it's hard to be overwhelmed. Um, so, breastfeeding and working with a toddler. Um, first of all, when I originally started this podcast, I contacted my friends via Facebook and I said to them, if you wanted to know anything about breastfeeding and working, what... Oh, well, no, no, that's not what I asked. I asked them, what would you like to know about breastfeeding over one? And a few of them turned around and, and said that they wanted, they wished they'd known that they could breastfeed and combine it with working. Um, there's a lot of people out there who think that you can't do both and you 100% can. Um, it's about planning and knowing where to go for help. Um, so some of the reasons why you might want to carry on breastfeeding um, you know, if, if you love breastfeeding now and your, your baby or toddler does, there's kind of just because your situation's changing doesn't necessarily mean you have to stop it. All the benefits continue. Um, UNICEF this week put out a new um, okay, piece of guidance on commissioning and they talk about um, the, the benefits of breastfeeding beyond 12 months um, continue. There's a profoundly positive impact on infant and maternal health. Children who are not breastfed at 12 to 13, 23 months of age are about twice as likely to die as those who are breastfeeding into the second year of life. And that's a pretty harsh statistic. Um, that just shows you how you know, beneficial it is to carry on um, if you can. So uh, breastfeeding for more than 12 months reduces the rate of breast cancer for the mother by 26%. Breastfeeding for longer than 12 months reduces the rate of ovarian cancer for 37% for the mum. Um... It kind of goes on from there. Uh, there's benefits for obesity, and I'm just reading whilst talking, which is always a bad idea. Um, yeah, I post a link to this in in the notes 
Um, so some of the other benefits, we talked in the last podcast about why you might carry on breastfeeding. And I found some more things since then that I thought were interesting. So Kelly Mum, an amazing IBCLC in America, she shared, she's got a wonderful post called Breastfeeding Past Infancy and it's a fact sheet. And there is this really lovely um, set of reasons why you'd carry on and the one I want to read to you is based on a piece of research by Dewey 2001 and it says in the second year of life so that's 12 to 23 months 448 mils of breast milk provides 29% of energy requirements 43% of protein requirements 36% of calcium requirements 75% of vitamin A requirements 76% of folate requirements 94% of vitamin D B12 requirements and 60% of vitamin C requirements. So that's still a hefty amount and 448 miles, is not, that's not a huge amount of breast milk for you to be providing your baby. And that doesn't necessarily mean that when you, you've gone back to work that has to be pumped milk. If you're still breastfeeding while you're together, you they might get a lot of that when you're still together. Um, so those are some incentives for why you should do it. But how do you do it? Um... In the UK, it's a bit easier than it might be in countries with shorter maternity leave. Um, usually, by the time you've been breastfeeding for around a year, you've overcome most of the hurdles you're probably going to reach. And re- combining breastfeeding and working is kind of the last one. Hopefully you know your your baby quite well by now. You're into rhythm with um, breastfeeding at night and breastfeeding in the day. Um, and for a lot of mums, they can spend a lot of time thinking about how on earth is this going to work? Is this going to be the end of my breastfeeding relationship? Um, are my work colleagues, are they going to you know, penalise me for the fact that I need to go and pump? Um, and it is totally worth thinking about it and talking about it with your, your friends and your family and your work colleagues if you have a HR department and kind of make a plan Um that plan might not be what happens but it certainly helps mums who I've spoken to in groups and in my personal experience to kind of feel like there is a plan ahead um sometimes that might mean changing the plan might have to change it might have been that you thought when you were pregnant you were going to go back to work full-time at three months and you know you might have already changed that plan you might have decided that you're going to carry on um, it's not unusual for some mums to do a complete U-turn and decided actually I'm not going to work cause, at all because, you know, we're rejiggling our finances and we can do that. Um, for other mothers, it's, you know, completely impossible and they have to combine full-time work and breastfeeding. And again, that's possible too. It's, it's a, a mum and baby dance and each dance will be different. So you might be thinking what kind of things can like what options can we do so um that's my computer's battery turning low so we'll have to be quick um so i am now looking at the leche league great britain website and they've got a wonderful page on breastfeeding and working and they have the following things for you to think about and they say can you extend your maternity leave can you work from home can you break up your working week? Um, sometimes shorter days are easier to manage. You, They talk about doing shorter long days or longer days and getting more full days at home with your baby. And then lastly, do you actually need to return? Can you rejig things around? 
Um, other considerations for people are things like childcare. Um, so different, we're all different, different parenting styles. Just because you're breastfeeding doesn't mean that we've all got the same parenting style. Um, some parents make different choices that other parents might think that's ridiculous. But, you know, we all do what we think is best for our babies. And for some that might be a full-time nursery setting whilst you're at work. Um, and if that's for you or for mothers you're supporting, then it can help to think about... Um, to ask them about how they will support you to continue to breastfeed and um, do they have somewhere where they can store the milk and finding out how and when they offer milk to the babies whether they follow the baby's cues or if they observe the children for hunger and we'd hope it would be the latter but it isn't always um, and the same applies if you are financially able to have help at home to look after your children once you're working um it's all about having conversations really with the people who are going to be supporting you to reach your own breastfeeding goals um there's a nice uh, nice statistic um that mothers who it's not a statistic it's a fact i guess mothers who breastfeed for whose maternity leave is longer the longer your maternity leave is the the there's a correlation with how long you breastfeed for. So in the UK, that probably means, you know, you could breastfeed as long as you want to, all things willing, if you've reached the end of maternity leave and you've gone back to work. Um, in countries where they go back to work at three months, it's, you know, probably going to be a bit harder. Um, and I would love to hear your stories, if you have a story you'd like to share. Um, so... We have talked about why you might do it, how you might do it, and then where are you going to go for help. Um, so you might find that you need to get to know your pump, or you need to learn how to hand express. Um, you might have questions about kind of well, how much milk am I supposed to be able to pump. Um, and generally speaking, I would say speak to other mothers you know that have combined breastfeeding and working. And if you don't know any of them, find them. You can find them through the lecture league groups, there might be other breastfeeding support groups nearby you, um, your health visitor might be able to help you locate them if you're not sure where they are, um, or you can even find a lactation consultant and have a chat with them. Lots of them these days are offering kind of mini consults at uh, smaller prices to talk about going back to work. If that's something you're interested in, um, go for that. There are lots of really great websites um, as well lots of good information on the internet there's lots of bad but some of the good ones are you know um we've got nancy Morbacker, who's got a wonderful page on um long-term milk production if you're pumping um if you've had to go back to work and pump we've also got lilette jelly fantastic information on there it's just gonna check to see what else i've got um yeah, generally speaking, it's speaking to other mothers, finding out about all the things that happen with other mothers can help you work out what you might do if it's you in that situation. Um, some mums are worried that their employers might be obstructive and, again, talking to other mothers can help your HR department. There is a website called ACAS, I believe. Let's make sure I'm telling the right place. Is it ACAS? Do, do, do. Get to listen to me sing on this podcast today too. 
you're lucky. Yeah, ACAS, um, that can help with kind of legal aspects if, if there are problems. But generally speaking, um, breastfed, breastfeeding mothers take less time off work with when they have children because their children are less likely to be unwell. Um, so it's a good thing for your employer if um, you're working. And yeah, learning all about what you might, the kind of issues might come across before you get back can really help um lots of mothers in our group are really worried you know groups that we meet are really worried about um the separation from their baby and for some mums that separation really just doesn't work and they decide once they've gone back to work that actually being with their babies is more important to them at that moment and they might pare back their hours or give up work or you know often there are Often your anxiety about going back to work is worse than the reality, but for some mums it's it necessitates an entire shift in um, where they thought their work working life would be after they'd had children. So this section is going to sound a little different because I'm recording it later. I'm adding it in. Um, one of our listeners has sent in a clip of them talking about their breastfeeding and working experiences and I'd just love to share it with you um so here is Jo talking about what breastfeeding and working was like for her but when I went back with Stan and this wasn't the same for me because I was part-time then but I went back with Stan when I was full-time uh which meant really long days and also I did full-time hours but I kind of crammed them into like four and a half days which meant those the four days were very long days so I dropped him off at like eight and pick him up at about six. Um, and he at that point was, he was about eight months. Yeah, he went back up, yeah, eight months. And he was still a massive booby monster. He wanted like boob probably every hour and a half, two hours still, something like that. Um, so I did a lot of pumping. I pumped for about, he went back in September, I think. And I pumped through Christmas into January, February, I think it was. And then, um, after that, I spoke to the childminder, who we'd kind of built up a bit of a relationship by then, and she was really lovely and let me go in on my lunch breaks and rather than pump, actually meet them at her house, because she was coming home anyway to give them lunch, to give all of the children lunch at that point. And so I would just sit in the living room and... And breastfeed him, breastfeed Stan, while they were all having their lunch. It meant that Teresa, our childminder, got a bit of a <laughs> a break and didn't have to look after him for a few minutes while I boobed him. It meant we got a bit of time to reconnect. And rather than me sitting in a room at work pumping, I was able to actually see my child and my lunch break. Um, and it made me feel much calmer because I could actually kind of be with him in his childcare setting and see that he was fine and happy and do our thing he would get boob from the source and it kind of worked well and I wonder and wonder aloud whether mums don't I've never heard of anybody else doing it and I wonder if that's just because people don't ask because it seemed like it wasn't that much of an inconvenience for Teresa it might be for some um childminders I don't know maybe we just had a super flexible childminder possibly but um, anyway, just thought I'd put it out there. That pretty much concludes my written down information to share with you. I've got 
going to share a bunch of links on on this podcast. It doesn't show too well on the Anchor podcast. Um, I don't know if you're listening anywhere else, but I'm also now on Instagram, and I will post a link to this podcast and all the links that I've mentioned on Instagram. And it would be really great to hear from you. Um, if you've got any pictures of you combining breastfeeding and working, I would love to see them. Maybe you pumping after work or reconnecting with your baby after work. Um, I didn't talk about the benefits of, of continuing to breastfeed for you and your baby. Like one of the huge ones is being able to just, you know, once you picked your baby up from wherever they happen to be, just sitting and it's a great excuse to sit down and just breastfeed and reconnect with your toddler or your baby. And, oh, it's wonderful. Um, I highly recommend it. Um, so yes, if there's anything else you want to talk about, me to talk about, next podcast will come when I've thought out what we're going to talk about. Um, but thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this. Bye.